Good day, my name is Dean Crocker. I'm one of the senior actor analysts with the PSG Wealth Research Team. And today I'll be taking you through our latest EIA completed on Sabania still water. So this is our initiation of Sabania. Um, it is based on the first quarter 21 operational updates. It's not based on any full set of results. So we are trying to look into it based on kind of the historical measures and valuations and um, financials that have been released, along with where they have achieved in their first quarter operational results. So just in terms of kind of the the five key points I'd like to leave with you. The adjusted EBITDA that they've reported is about 13.7 billion. This reflects about 31% decline in the adjusted EBITDA. Um, the SA Gold operational drag just implies that they actually haven't been mining at the SA Gold operations for a period of time. There's been a bit of a lockout. Um, and this is really leading to that next point, which is just the publicized wage negotiations. They've been in the news for all the wrong reasons, particularly given that you know, it came to light the, the, the earnings of a couple of the executives relative to what the offerings were to, this, to the, the employees themselves in the wage negotiations. That is currently at a stalemate and they're still busy with their negotiations. The group does, however, offer a very attractive dividend yield at 10%. Um, it has been very cash flush on the back of the high PGM prices. And with all of this in consideration, we have calculated intrinsic value about 54 bucks. Um, does imply 14% upside. But you'll see through the, the presentation that the theme is that the risks currently just seem to outweigh the benefit right now. Um, and that really is just as it is right now. So in terms of the event, as I mentioned, it just was the first quarter 22 um, operational update. The EBITDA is down 31%. Now, that's really largely due to the fact that the first quarter 21, which is a comparative period, was a record quarter for Sabania. Um, they did benefit from the high PGM prices. They didn't have the issues of the strikes. They also didn't have a lockout in the gold operations. They did, however, manage to support the current results through the continued PGM price strength. Um, barring that, the results could have been a lot worse. On an annualized basis, you can see there's about 55 billion for the expectation of this year on an annualized basis. Um, this is relative to about 70 billion in the full year 2021 period, which is the last full, full set of results. And prior to that, I think full year 20 was 49 billion. So it is par online with kind of your full year 19 or full year 20 results. The SA Gold operations have continued to be in a lockout. So they haven't really been mining or receiving any benefit from those operations of late. In terms of the impact, so on the data release, the market really reacted very negatively to the results, uh, to the operational update. It was down 7.9%. And the JSC relative to this was up, was lower, only about 0.098%. On a year-to-date basis, they have managed to outperform the benchmark, albeit the fact that on the year-to-date basis, they are still negative 2.7%. So on an absolute basis, they are still down. And you can see on a on a two-year basis, they have actually underperformed. Um, anything up until two-year basis, they've underperformed the benchmark. So in terms of the assessment, and I thought this was just a nice chart to lead into the valuation, what we've noticed is there's been a real structural shift in the EV EBITDA ratios applied to the various PGM counters. And this is largely due to the fact that the earnings have been so seasonally high off the back of these real you know, exogenous factors, the likes of the Russian war um, with Ukraine, as well as COVID-19. So this has resulted in extremely high PGM prices and the ability for the African or South African operations to take advantage of those prices through the um, the exports, as well as obviously the production. Now, the issue we have is if you look at this on a five-year mean, which is the black line, relative to a standard deviation above and below the green and the red lines, there is a significant gap between the top valuation, now that's a 143 Rand valuation, relative to the bottom valuation, which is a one standard deviation below 47 Rand. Now, that's about a two times difference between those. So, 
there's a, a significant margin of error if you apply different multiples. Um, and I wouldn't say incorrect multiples because you never know what is correct, but you know, you have to have some sort of, you keep this in the back of your mind when you are valuing these companies as well as when in your own mind, just you're relying on valuations. So this leads then into our intrinsic value. So just the final assessment, you know, there are operational exposure is mainly South Africans, but it's 82% of the EBITDA of the last set of results. They are a much lower margin operation relative to the likes of Amplats and Amplats. Um, the wage negotiations, albeit they are coming in probably a bit hotter than Amplats agreed negotiations, there is a risk of contagion given that the PGM wage agreement for the, the South African PG operations expires now in November 22. So there is that potential that the contagion risk, which, you know, they, they're definitely having issues currently with the, the local unions as well as um, the Department of Minerals. It may spill over to the, the PGM operations, which might, in the short term at least, not be very beneficial to them. On implied intrinsic value, we valued at 54 Rand. Uh, that implies 14% upside. But as I mentioned, the, the near-term risks right now just seem to far outweigh that potential 14% upside. Um, we do prefer Amplats and Implats over them, just due to the fact that they are much higher margin operations. They haven't been in the news so much. They've also and Amplats' you know, defense being able to agree to wages already. Um, and they also sit on a much larger cash buffer. In terms of the calculation of our intrinsic value, the 54 Rand, you can see the table on the right is effectively our bear base and bull, bull case scenario, sorry. Um, we have applied a some of the past calculation to get to EBITDA based on a Fulia 1 um, as well as Fulia 2 spot prices. Uh, we have applied the EV EBITDA multiples and that's all included in the EIA for reference reaching an intrinsic value of about that 54 and 48. Now, they are sitting on net cash of about six, 657 uh, million at this point in time. So that's not really, that's that's not bad at all. Um, you will see with all the PGM counters, they're all cash flush at the moment. Um, yeah. So just in terms of the final remarks, you know, the near term risk really just does outweigh the reward in our in our opinion. Um, they have shown really weak operational results, maybe off the back of the significantly higher first quarter 21 results. There is that dragging cost and contagion risk associated with the wage agreements, which aren't helping their current results. Um, while they are the smallest PGM operation out of the three or four counters in South Africa, they do have the highest unit cost. Our intrinsic value of 54 Rand does imply 14 upside, but based on all the risks and the near-term risks that we have seen and, and discussed, we do maintain our hold recommendation. Should you wish to place a trade, you're more than welcome to speak to your financial advisor. Alternatively, you're welcome to speak to the trading desk. Please take note of the disclaimer and have a good day further.